0: Hi everybody, Kim Winter here from Logistics Executive Group and uh, honoured honoured indeed to have a very, very strong-minded and strong-willed New Zealander, social commentator, political commentator, uh, very big advocate of small business in New Zealand, big corporate background and now with a lot of advisory and having a lot to say about what's going on in New Zealand. Welcome Vaughan Winiata from uh, Auckland today,
1: Vaughan. Well, you know, with an intro like that, thanks, Kim. I've got a bit of living up to do, so I hope not to to let you down. Um, but isn't this cool? You're in Dubai. I'm in Parnell, Auckland, and we're able to have a little quid all like this, you know, on a Monday evening. So, so I don't, uh, Monday evening for me. What's it for you, bro? Early, early, brother, early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so you're doing the heavy lifting on this one. <laughs> yeah. No. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mean. So, uh, Looking forward for, to a chat, bro. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And uh, I've been following your stuff online now um, increasingly over the last year or two as uh, so much has been going on and in some cases not going on in New Zealand. So I want to be hitting you on that today and getting yeah. you on things. Yeah. Not a man who's backward and coming forward. Um, let's yeah. just start, always start with my guests about the upbringing, the background. I'm sure yours is as interesting as everybody else's. So where did it all start for you, Vaughn?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, at the, the ripe old age of 59, it started that far ago. But I guess that to sort of, you know, the the sort of elevator pitch in terms of uh, my life story, um, I'm from proudly Māori, from the Hōrāwhanua down at the Kapiti coast. So Levin, Ōtaki, Kapiti Island, those sorts of areas, Lake Hōrāwhanua. So, you know, beautiful part of the country. Um, so that's Turunga way for me. Um, I'm standing in Auckland. So my uh, parents moved north. Uh, when I was a young fella, and so brought up in the Waikato. Um, uh, after the Waikato, I got into corporate, um, spent a bit of time with two Japanese corporates, and that kind of gave me... A big Western leg experience, and so at a later life, I've got the time to invest in my and um, my Fucupapa, my Mouldy leg experience, and balance things up. And uh, but I think first and foremost, if I was to sort of be disappointed if I didn't introduce myself properly, um, it would be the fact that I had parents that absolutely sacrificed their lives. Well, not sacrificed their lives, actually sacrificed a lot of what they could have had as opportunity. To provide the best for their children, as as education, and so I guess that as a father of two sons, and um, you know, as as parents, uh, feel the same way. You know, I got a nineteen year old and twenty two year old, and that legacy will continue. So first and foremost, I stand for being a father. Small business in terms of work, I love it. I'm passionate about it. But behind, you know, it's absolutely standing for family is number one for me.
0: Yeah, awesome, Kora, and uh, you know, Kapiti, uh I think that's
1: Heke country, isn't it? One no, the- no. Look at a lot of people. Uh, it's Toroparah, so Honeheke. Yeah, um, uh, brought down a few flagpoles up north and um, and kept everyone on their toes up there, and he did a damn good job of it. So we're down the other end of the island. Yeah, no,
0: got you, got you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, all, all great stories. A lot of my time in Kapiti Coast, my grandparents were there,
1: so share that Horofenua area. Beautiful, it's gorgeous. Ibs, yeah, yeah. And there's something about the west coast of the North Island but and the west, uh, sorry, south, That that's wild. You know, you get those big sunsets. You've got a lot of driftwood uh, washing up on the beach and great views. And there is something about when you stand on the uh, beach, you know, just uh, you head out down to Ōtaki Beach or Hokia Beach uh, near uh, Levin, and you're looking over and you can see the pinnacle of Mount Taranaki and on a clear night, and you can see Ruapehu, you know, in that big bay, and you, you just get these two points, almost looking uh, Mount Fuji-like, the and in, in the di- distance, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal.
0: Stunning, yeah. and I appreciate you bringing some of our, our our original language into the conversation too, just to educate some of our people. Uh, you're, a, you're a tangata whenua of that area, so you're a man of the land of that area, but more of your... Um, yeah it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but but also it'd be wrong not to acknowledge that my mother's family of Scottish heritage, yep. and, and you know just you know so the two in terms of treaty partners, how do we make this work? That two parts, you know, of, of my whanau that are absolutely as important as each other. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Got it. Got it. Yep. And New Zealand is mm. uh, one of those rare countries where there has been
0: you know a really interesting binding of cultures, and uh, with with a lot less carnage, I must say than a lot of countries. Although lots of work to do, and. Maybe Maybe we'll cover some of that today as well hey just wanted yeah. to get your comment on well you're a, you're a big time commentator on what's going on in all things new zealand uh not just business but social political um what yep. are the what are the big issues of the day and now i know pff, new zealand's got a lot of stick as the lockdown kingdom of the world you're still struggling to get open and uh, a lot of business uh, consternation there a lot of complaints no riots yet like there are in australia but what's happening there man
1: yeah, look, it's percolating, bordering on bubbling in terms of the whole riot side. You know, there's definitely been a pattern of the last three to four weekends of people coming out and uh, expressing their frustration of being under what would you would call almost house arrest. But I think that in terms of um, uh, we talked about it before we became uh, live here, Kim, the thing is that this government I believe actually its initial COVID response was spot on. It got it right, it locked things down where are we at? I think what's happened is 18 months to 20 months down the track. Uh, we're starting to look at it and, you know, the innovation, the ideas, the initiate, the initiative to live in this COVID economy times that we're going to have to do to adapt and evolve um, is not so convincing. And I personally believe that the lockdown of Auckland City is their single biggest error since taking office in 2017. On that note, though, I look over at the opposition parties and I don't smell the sweat in terms of having the real solutions. There's a lot of pointing out about what's wrong. But, you know, if you're going to bring someone, if you're going to take someone off the bench and run them on the field to change the course of the game, you've got to have a look at how they construct their stuff. And that's the bit I've got. Yeah, I'm not confident that that exists at the moment.
0: Yeah, thanks for that sort of perspective. So so for our audience here, New Zealand has got has, has got very deep traditional socialist roots. So I recall back even being in the way back at university and, and all of that in this, in the 70s, very socialist. Uh, we have a, a we had a right-leaning government up until about five, 10 years ago, uh run by merchant bankers, John Key et al. Now we've got a socialist left-leaning government, what we call labor government in New Zealand. Um yep. You know, how the business community coping? Because I mean, my brother lives there, he's in business. Uh there's a lot of people that I hear feedback from and I know on a lot of your shows there's a lot of uh a lot of stirring going on that the close new that the small businesses are getting smashed.
1: Yeah, well, the small businesses, unfortunately, don't have a voice that's got the ear with government that makes a difference. And I think that the key thing with business is that whether, you know, I'm not convinced whether one government or the other, let's say, for example, it's right or left landing, because the bottom line is in business, give us the bloody ground rules and then get out of our way, right? So, so long as you know where you stand, and I think what we're, co- we're struggling with at the moment is a lack of clarity. Things seem to be very fuzzy or blurry, you know? It's almost like a fuzzy concept of a poor plan. It just doesn't look... Convincing, so, um, but you know, I I guess from a business perspective, yes, small business man, have we been smashed? Um, You know what? We're we're resilient and we're like little weeds. No matter how much weed killer or spray you spray on the weed, we're going to come back. We're going to bounce back. But you don't want the damage to go beyond policy. You know, we don't want to knock it to a point where the recovery is slower than it should be. Sounds fair, sounds fair, man. So so you know New Zealand' one of most New Zealand's most famous
0: products, apart from Manukani and uh, milk powder and Volterra, biggest company on the stock exchange there with uh, with milk products, is jacinta at Hearn. So Jacinta, quite famous around for yeah. exploits uh, young, female leader. In the government, uh, as you say, did a fantastic job locking the country down, seems to have missed the beat for me as a Kiwi offshore for over 30, 40 years, missed the beat in terms of getting the vaccinations done. Um, But how is she faring there? I mean, is her international reputation preceding her? Is she as popular as she was in New Zealand?
1: You know, Jacinda is the best ever communicator we've ever seen in politics in New Zealand. And she's a very talented lady, although the last month or two have been probably her hardest since taking office. And I'd have to say that, in terms of globally, because, you know, with the All Blacks having a last a bad couple of weeks, you know, taking having uh, their clock cleaned by both the Irish and the French. But it was um, Jonah Lomu's anniversary of his passing. And if anybody was a big phenomenon. John, right no one but be- um aside. Um, yeah, these, these are challenging times. And I actually think the defining of, of her reign as our prime minister, however long she wants that to go on, is you know, there's that saying about being a fair weather sailor, but how are you in times of duress? You know, the Winston Churchill thing when the, you know, the Nazis are kind of just on the other side of the strait. We've got barbarians beating at the door. We have to make some big decisions in New Zealand. And I think we, you know, we love to be led, we Kiwis. We love, you know, we, in, in terms of rallying behind and showing the world that we can box above our weight. And I I think that 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 bit is missing um, at the moment, is the absolute leadership thing. And absolutely, that was punctuated by two weeks ago when our Prime Minister visited Auckland. But it was almost like a whirlwind visit and didn't get out of the chauffeur-driven limousine and back to Auckland. It it really left everybody like, WTF? What's going on here? Um, So, yeah, it's it's not a good patch, but I'll I'll keep harking back. I don't believe that there is an alternative right now that could lead New Zealand. So the warning shot uh, across the bow of all New Zealanders who want to vote. If you want to change it, you've got to look at it and say, well, what do we need to replace it with? I and mean, How are we going to make that better? And it's more than just slinging shit.
0: Yeah, no, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, so I said, and New Zealand, of course, you know, we love New Zealand. It's, it's my home country. Oh, you there, man? Yeah, we lost you there for a little while, bro.
1: Yeah. So, so, in, you know, in terms of globally, uh, uh, it was the anniversary of fifth anniversary of Jonah uh, Lomu's passing. Do you know, I recall being in an All Blacks game in France and Jonah had uh, retired from rugby and he was up in a corporate box in the stadium and he walked out and the whole stadium just stood up and gave him a standing ovation. Doesn't get any better than that. And so in terms of something that makes the hairs stand up on the back of your neck and leadership and, and you know, in terms of just a beautiful example of a human being, um, yeah, that, that's my role model. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we... What we can't take away from our Prime Minister is, man, has she put this country on the map from a leadership perspective? I I think in terms of the challenge being laid down to to, um, wannabes who who would like to replace her as the leader, I don't see it at the moment. Um, And, you know, I'd love to go into debate with anybody about that. I think that doesn't mean that those people are not there. It just means that they've got a bit of work to do before they are electable.
0: Yeah, I must say that uh, she built uh, an enormous uh, amount of respect up here for not only herself, the government, but New Zealand in general with the empathy shown during the
1: uh, particular... Yeah, pandemic. yeah. Uh, oh, you know, there, there are things that she is absolutely brilliant at, yeah. uh, but as we touched on earlier, stuffed up Auckland, absolutely stuffed up Auckland. Um, you know, our lockdown has just gone too far. And um, I think winning back Auckland is going to be a massive challenge for this government. I think they've lost the, lost Auckland. Yeah, oh, interesting, interesting. So, so mm. New
0: Zealand, small country, a little bit of tall poppy syndrome, whereby you stick your head up too high, somebody's going to try and knock it off. Um, not the only country like that, but I experienced a little bit of that in my early years in New Zealand. <laughs> not saying that's why I left the country, but it's one of the reasons. Um, yeah, We're overseas yeah, yeah. at the moment. We've got the foreign minister uh, up here, a uh, big First Nations Indigenous culture uh, program at Expo 2020. Expo 2020 up here, far exceeding expectations. Probably about 2 or 3 million people visited it already. Uh, Global Expo, all the borders are open here. Flights going to 190 countries. Hotels are full 95% plus. New Zealand teams up here, doing very well. Um, they're also I've been over at the climate uh, conference. What's the feedback been in New Zealand? Should we be at these places? Should we be spending money on all these things?
1: Well, if you want to separate the two, GOP twenty six, the climate climate control, um, you would probably make a better a difference to environmental, uh, you know, the future of the planet. If you took all the money that that conference cost and you just burnt it to light your barbecue, it was just a friggin' waste of time. Um, I don't know who we sent and it doesn't matter because nothing was achieved. The people that actually make it, that could make a difference, uh, the the um, Russias, the uh, Chinas, they didn't turn up. So it goes to show what they think. And what you get with climate control is that you got a whole, uh, um, sorry, and, and the environment and, you know, the whole trying I think the bit I stopped on was that if you imagine a high school where there was only one year and it didn't matter whether you're a primary school student or you're in your last year. So five, three to 17, 18. But you all had to do the same curriculum. Yep. Global warming and the whole environment. And, and, you know, the it's like you can't get an India and a Congo and a New Zealand and a Canada all in the same room to agree the same thing. And so they all go to some conference um, at a great expense and they leave, and after two weeks, zero has been achieved. So not zero emissions, zero outcomes. And so, yeah, they can shove that where the sun don't shine as far as I'm concerned. I hope that it never happens again. But it will. You know, there will be a reason why it will happen again. Different to Dubai and the Expo and, you know, particularly focus on Indigenous peoples, awesome, bloody awesome. It actually hasn't had that much exposure back in New Zealand. I mean, the news... Channels have not really given it that much exposure, but I know it's going on and a lot of cool Kiwis are up there. And um, to me, that's more positive. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's sharing of ideas and looking to the future. Whereas, yeah, yeah, the whole climate thing is um, yeah, just a bunch of time wasters getting together for the weekend. Yeah, I think Greta Thunberg was probably the biggest spokesperson,
0: spokeswoman of the of the whole event, wasn't it? And and there was a young lady from Kenya who spoke an incredible speech. If anybody wants to see it on LinkedIn, uh, about what uh, climate
1: is doing, but you know, where where are the answers? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I I mean, Greta Thunberg kind of like, Greta Thunberg wound everybody up a year ago when she jumped up on stage and it was like, who the heck is this, sailed across the sea and all that sort of stuff. But her three words that she, on her placard outside when she was asked, blah, 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 sums up GOP 26, you know, it was like she nailed it, it's spot on, you know, it's it's the one-liner of the year in my book. Yeah, no, good stuff. So, so uh,
0: mate, I just wanted uh, to get your heads up as we wrap up on on what you think the big issues for the nation are moving forward. Uh, there's yourself, there's Max Whitehead couple of other people that are very strong online, having a voice, getting the issues out there, debating, discussing. And I must say, you're throwing all, all angles at it. I don't see anybody leaning in one direction or the other. You're just trying to get the debate going and trying to get things activated in New Zealand from what I can see from the outside looking in. What do you think the big, big issues are socially? And what do you think the big issues are from the business perspective for New Zealand for the next 12 months?
1: Yeah, okay. I yeah, I think it's pretty simple, Kim. I think that what we've got to do is blow off all the wank. So we've had a couple of years of wokey-dokie, OK Boomer, you know, white, stale, pale male stuff. All that crap's got to go. You know, and we've got to look at stop looking at each other in such a judgmental way. And um, so, as much as we've made some very good grounds um, other, under this government, and we have, and, and in fact, for Maori, we've made some incredible gains. But let's let's sort of look at the bigger picture of where we go forward we've got a lot of work to do and we are not the team of five mil we are very divided whether it be wealth or whether it's views on what's best for new zealand and um rather than look at that in terms of he's right and she's wrong it's like how do we make this work because where new zealand sits right now is we still are sitting pretty globally you know we've got this amazing country we're amazing people and if What we're talking about here is the worst of our problems. Man, we're not in a bad position at all. And and so that's, I guess, why people like Max and myself and and many others choose to be vocal, and you're quite happy to be criticised for that because, A, we care, but also... B, it's like you look at it and go, well, hey, it ain't working, you know, with, with what's going on uh, with the current and – and I'm and i not actually calling out this government. Back it up 10, 15, 20 years, we, we've been very flawed in, in many areas, Um but we're smart enough to sort of learn from all of that and, and you know, absolutely get it right going forward. Uh, but, I you know, honestly, Kim, uh, you know, I'll finish on this note. If someone said to me, who do you think will be the next Prime Minister of New Zealand after our current one decides to go off and do whatever she's going to do next? I can't name anybody. I cannot.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, that, that would, I'd mirror that view. I you know, keep an eye on what's going on there, but I, I don't get a sense of what's happening there in the next dynasty. So a uh, little bit different from China, right? Eh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, over the ditch with our cousins in Australia. Um, yeah. you know, the reality is that sure, you know, people might sort of fling a bit of mud at uh, uh SCOMO, yeah. but show me who's gonna replace him. You know, it's all it's all very well to sort of like red card someone and send them out of the room, but who's gonna come off the bench?
0: Yeah, and, also- and I think
1: that, that that's the situation we've got in New Zealand. When you look at the bench, it's pretty flaky. Yeah, it's sort of almost smacks of management
0: by uh, mediocrity, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and, and that's what I was saying before about losing all the wank. Um, I think that we've got into a really bad habit of saying all the things that sound very, very cool, uh, particularly you know, whether it's diversity, collaboration, uh, treaty partnership or um, uh, global warming or whatever. There's a lot of sound bites that sound cool, but the intellectual depth is about one millimetre. That's how I feel about it right now. I I cannot smell the sweat,
0: bro. (laughs) Well, Vaughan Winiata, big-time New Zealander on the front foot with a, a lot to say about just about everything and a lot of common sense, I must say. I have commented on LinkedIn, and you may have noticed a few weeks ago Vaughan Winniata for the next Prime Minister of New Zealand. Uh, I don't know whether you've got political aspirations, brother, but at the end of the day, if people are going to speak straight and really get on with the big issues, couldn't go any further than listening to your podcast. Tell us how people can contact you, for from your advisory, from your business perspective, and on social.
1: Yeah, well, look, I'm easy to find on LinkedIn, but I think that one of the things, just to, to sort of cap off what you said there, I mean... I love uh, sharing my vocality and I'm not all right all of the time, but one of the things you understand the closer you get to, to politics, you've got to have a bloody good team around you that have got your back. And one, of, most of the best teams that have gone through over many years, and the same would be for our current Prime Minister, who's the back row? Who's actually in the back there, surrounding the back? And that's that's one of the things that I look at. And I think that from that perspective, what we talk about here, it's aligning yourself with people that actually look at it and go, you know what, that actually makes sense, and I subscribe to that. I don't agree with everything you say, but I think we can work something out. And and that's about, you know, how, how it works. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I'm not here for a sales pitch, so I guess if someone finds me, they really wanted to get a hold of me. <laughs> so, like, so I won't, I won't give my details on you. Awesome. I love your input and your commentary. Very
0: authentic, very transparent and uh, straight from the heart, brother. So, look, uh, really appreciate what you're doing online. I'm going to continue to follow you. For everybody who wants to find Vaughan, get on to LinkedIn in particular, uh, what's what's the business uh, site where they can get you from uh,
1: just getting on the small business advisory? Yeah, so so I've got my own website, vformation.co.nz. So that's business advisory. Yeah. And um, I'm easy to find there and uh, do a bit of work in other areas. But, you know, I think that um, one of the things I look forward to, bro, to close off on. You got to get Max in here. The three of us have a good ding dong go because there's a lot of stuff him and I don't agree on that we don't share on LinkedIn, yeah. and uh, and I think that that's a, that's the stuff we we've often talked about it and said you know we do need to go there in terms of our different views because it's not been afraid about putting your cards on the table you know and no, uh, and, and and you know because it's not like I'm going to think any less of you if you tell the truth yeah it's <laughs> sort of a
0: yeah. No, way to go. Very very New Zealand-esque approach to life, my friend, and uh, I really appreciate it. And I am going to get Max uh, Max Whitehead and yourself, and uh, I'm going to be the referee and referee the fight and get you both up and let's have a debate and, and really get into the issues. Yeah, uh, oh, I look forward to that, bro. Yeah, he's a good sport. The yeah, really appreciate you taking your time and enjoy your evening and thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, well, it's my evening and your morning, so you have a great day, bro, and I uh, look forward to catching up again soon. Yeah, cool, cool. Thanks a lot. Okay. Okay. Good, cool, brother. Catch you soon.